welcome to episode four of The Route, a glorified sports business coffee chat that has a new guest every episode as they share their experiences and route in sports. I'm Christopher Nascimento and uh, let's get into it. On this episode, we actually have a pretty special guest in the sense that I've actually been familiar with this guest outside of the podcast. I've met them in Sejep. I've gotten to know them for a number of years as we worked at the same football stadium and I've been able to really kind of follow their career and see what they've been up to and kind of um, hit them up and, and, and see how they're doing. And one thing too that I find so important within this interview is that when they were at TSN 1200, so that's the local sports um, radio station that's owned by Bell, is that the role he was in as as producer wasn't necessarily a a role that he fit ideally, I guess you could say and he touches on it later on, and that's something you should look forward to. But before that, I kind of just want to speak on people applying for different positions or even being in positions that they're not necessarily the best fit for at the beginning. And why I think this is so important to, to speak on is that just from my personal experiences, also from speaking to others, coming out of university, let's be honest, you don't have the most experience. Even if you're in co-op every year, even if you have a part-time job all the time you're not really getting incredible industry experience in the sense that uh, um, you're still learning Uh, so you don't get the full experience that you would have if you were a full-time employee but then where you kind of hit the crossroads is let's say you finish your degree okay so you're coming out of school you have your bachelor's degree fantastic and then when you go to apply for all these different positions you're going through the requirements you're looking at uh, what they want in someone, uh, Microsoft Office skills, sales skills, um, someone who's worked on strategy, etc. And then you always hit experience. And that's kind of the, always the tricky part for everyone who who's applying for jobs, and I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to this, is you're applying for an entry-level position, but then, you know, oftentimes they're asking for two to three years of experience or three to five years of experience, and you're kind of put in, in a weird predicament in the sense of, you know, like, what do you want me to do? You know, I, I was at school trying to get my degree, so I have one of the requirements, but then um, I, I don't have necessarily the experience that, that they're asking for. And I find a lot of times people kind of get turned away from certain jobs, and even I have in a sense of you don't feel as confident applying for a job because you're thinking, oh, you know what, maybe the other candidates are more, um, more experienced in this and maybe I wouldn't succeed as much. And I find as well, maybe employers would look at that as well or think of it in the same way is what I meant to say. But something that I, I had a conversation with people at a at a conference in Toronto last summer and what really stuck out to me is what they were saying was employers should be wanting to hire someone who's going to grow into that position. So what that means is let's say you're applying for position X, whatever that may be. And the employer who's looking to hire has the option between you, who's, let's say, coming out of university, doesn't have the complete experience, but, you know, they seem promising, or someone who can be the perfect candidate day one in the sense of they've done a similar position in the past, they have all the experience you need, but they're kind of really moving laterally. And maybe this is just my opinion, or maybe this is just the way I think, But if I was an employer hiring, I kind of want someone who can, you know, learn on the job in the sense of they they come into the job and grow within it. And then 
it makes them more motivated in the sense that they're always trying to find new ways. They're finding new problems that they can solve and they're going from there and they're much more motivated. Whereas someone who's moving laterally and just moving from position X in one, one company to position X in another, they're not really too motivated. They're, you know, you know, they may be great at the start because, you know, they've done it in the past, but they kind of hit that wall in terms of growth and taking and taking that position to the next level. So I find it really important for people applying and for even maybe employers as well to kind of maybe look at that person with less experience a little more in sense of give them a better look because if they come in and you know they're doing their all they, they seem promising and you know what maybe day one they're not the most uh polished uh yeah let's go with polished but they're doing everything right in the sense of they're learning they're asking the right questions and they're on the right track of really growing into that position and taking it to a new level in the sense of they're finding new things they're finding new processes that you maybe even yourself as the employer that you wouldn't necessarily seen or, or came up with on your own so it's really kind of always innovating innovating or evolving that rather than just moving laterally and today's guest kind of does that perfectly in the sense of their boss initially didn't really see where they were going to go and they didn't think they're the best fit for a, a certain position and you know once they had the opportunity yes they may have struggled at the start and they learned on the way but they really kind of grew into the position that needed to be filled and you know they, they got to prove people wrong and i think that's the type of people that you want to you want to invest in with that i think that's the the perfect segue into today's interview and if you want to reach out to our guests or get connected with them or if you want to i don't know find anything else or suggest guests for the future just hit me up on social media at Nesimento Marketing, so N-A-S-C-I-M-E-N-T-O-M-K-T-G on Twitter or Instagram. And I'd be more than happy to help you guys out or, or listen to your suggestions. Other than that, uh, let's get into the interview. I'd now like to welcome my former number nine guard of my Heritage Hurricanes basketball team and current video journalist of Global News, Fabiano Duro. Thanks for coming on the Route Podcast. Yeah, thanks you for having me, man. It's uh, nice to see that you're uh, making moves. And uh, I mean, like, it was like, what, less than a year ago, we were talking about you doing like sports broadcasting, and here you are starting a podcast. So it's nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. It was, uh, I actually had that written down to speak about earlier, but something I was going to say was, I remember I was heading to class, and then I was just driving, listening to Team 1200. And then I hear them bring up your name and that you're the producer. And I message you, congratulate you, tell you I'm trying to get into sports marketing. I mean, just go from there. And it's crazy how things came full circle from heritage to, to now. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's been quite the roller coaster of a career, but I'm happy where I am and I can only go up from here. And like, like I must say, and I'm not even saying this because of the podcast, but like I am proud of you because you told me a vision and like you're like surpassing everything that you told me. Like it started off like I want to get into sports broadcasting and now you have uh, like all these interviews with these companies and whatnot and like you know, you're gonna make a name for yourself because uh, you work really hard so like i'm impressed man proud of you bro yeah i appreciate that yeah i just i something i just correct quickly is it's sports mark mara marketing not broadcasting but broadcasting you and that's something i want to talk to you about oh yeah just, both of us worked at uh oseg at td place here in ottawa and i remember i'd have my golf cart you'd have your golf cart we'd see each other talk for a bit and it's crazy all the different jobs you kind of work through to get to where you are now. I just kind of, do you mind just giving the listeners a little background on who you are, what you do, 
and maybe what you got going on the route you've taken okay yeah so basically like i'll give you a quick rundown on my timeline basically um born and raised in montreal and then after i graduated uh high school out here um i went to sejap in montreal but it wasn't working out for me so um i wanted to play basketball and there was no opportunity in Montreal, so I took a, a gamble at a school in uh, Gatineau at Heritage, uh, where we met, actually. And then um, I played there for three years. Um, I was team captain. We had some pretty – we had a horrible season the first uh, year I got there. We were, like, 1-17. in 17. I came, like, halfway through the season. It was a terrible. Second season, we were, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Still didn't make playoffs. And then the third season, we were 12-5, and five, and we still didn't make playoffs, but like that was like one of the best teams that I've ever played on. We just got unlucky. It was just like an unlucky thing that we didn't make playoffs. From there, um, I was with one of my boys, um, Andrew, and we were chilling at my crib at the time. And he looked at me, he's like, yo, did you ever like see yourself like hosting a talk show? I was like, yo, what are you talking about? A talk show? So then I kept thinking about it, and I was like, yo, I'm going to pursue television. And from there, I started to, like, really dive into it and stuff like that. And then I realized, like, talk show, like, you have to be some sort of funny. Not saying that I'm not funny, but I'm not, like, a Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, like, right off the bat. So I was like, yo, I love talking sports. Like, for anyone who knows me or if, like, you see me, you know that I'll talk sports. So that is why I decided to try and get into sports broadcasting. And from there, um, I, I went to Algonquin. I did that for two years. After that, I got an internship at Sportsnet, did that for two months. I enjoyed it, but there was no job opportunity. Came back to Ottawa. I worked for Bell Media for a year and a half. I became a producer for the TSN 1200. And then I hopped on air like here and there. And now I'm a news reporter, um, video journalist, because sometimes I news report. Sometimes I do everything myself, which is a video journalist. And I work it out of my hometown in Montreal. And, like, it's just so real. Like, I was watching myself the other day on TV. And I was like, wow, I'm actually a news reporter. So it's just, like, sometimes I have to remind myself that, like, I've made it this far, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. It's quite the journey, especially just looking at the different experiences that you had, whether it's from Sportsnet broadcast or uh, an internet as a broadcaster at Sportsnet. And then radio show, Bell Media, then now as a a reporter slash video journalist it's crazy how everything's kind of trying to work out for you so you can become a sports broadcaster down the line mm-hmm. and that's what that's so like, is that, what i'm working towards yeah yeah of course that's something i was going to ask you about so that is your end goal right some maybe get on tsn sportsnet espn something like that is that right yeah yeah that's my end goal like i've been thinking about that like a lot more and more lately i want to be like a sports reporter or a sports show host and and um, if you ask me what sport I'd specifically like to do, it's kind of a toss-up, but I would lean towards basketball because I know more about basketball than I know about anything else. I'm into hockey as well, but I'm more knowledgeable about like the little techniques and the terms and everything of basketball. So I, if you gave me one sport and you're like, what sport would it be that you wanted to be a reporter of? If I could only choose one, it would be basketball. But I'm open to a lot of different things, right? Sports is a unique in its own way and like even now with this whole um coronavirus uh thing going on i'm trying to see what other sports i can learn while there's no sports to actually watch so here's where i'm gonna like start to try to watch like maybe more baseball stuff and 
some other unique sports that um, I otherwise wouldn't because I'm too consumed with hockey and basketball and football. Yeah, for sure. That's all good stuff. And before we get into the video journalist position at Global News, I just kind of want to talk about when you finally realized and had that conversation with your buddy Andrew, what did you start doing to get yourself into broadcasting? I know you went to Algonquin, but how did you get that internship and how did you grow from there? So basically, um, um, yeah, this is actually tough because um, it was actually a tough stretch because um, when I was in school, I was pushing and pushing and pushing for an internship and um, I couldn't get one. So I had to like, I got my internship really late. So basically, to paint a picture, um, my internship, I got it in April and April was when school was done and I got it like three days before the semester was done. The only requirement to graduate is that I completed my 40 hours before then, but I wanted something more significant. And in April, I got the Sportsnet interview. Um, they asked me, do I want to do it on the phone or do you want to come down? I literally woke up in the morning. Uh, one day, I can't remember what the exact day was. I bust down to Toronto. I went into a random bathroom at a mall. I think it was the Eaton Center. I changed into my suit. I walked in with my bags and these guys were like they were they were surprised that I was I was like I was I got in and then they looked at me and they're like did you come here from Ottawa just for this and I was like yeah like I came from Ottawa cuz they saw my bag like I had a duffel bag and they were like we could have just done this on the phone I was like with all due respect like I understand I could have done it on the phone, but like I wanted to make the impression and I wanted you guys to know who I am right off the bat. So I came in right there and um, the other guy told me, one of the two guys, he looked at me and he's like, you're special, you're special kid. Like, and I'm not just saying that just because I did that. And that's when things went off. So, and I hit it off with one of the assignment editors and um like he was just amazing he helped me out he unfortunately got laid off and uh there was no jobs after two so that was unfortunate but i'm kind of happy with the way my career went because at sportsnet i would have just been cutting highlights and stuff like that and not really getting the on-camera experience which i'm getting now Sorry, and that's uh, something that, like, I cherish. It's the the on camera experience because it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that lesson you just mentioned is extremely important because even for myself, I've noticed whether it's just something I applied for online or whether it's a networking event or it's even just asking someone to go for coffee and driving the distance or going to them just to meet rather than having a phone call it makes a huge difference. And they see that you're actually serious what you're trying to do and that you're in it, and it's not just a paycheck to you. So I think that's really important. That's great that you did that. So now I kind of wanted to get into your time at TSM 1200 because that's where that's where I heard I listen to it almost every day. I just want to talk about your time there because I'm sure that's maybe kind of your big break, I guess you can call it in sports. I don't know if it's your big break, but at least you started gaining traction, I guess you can say. Yeah, um, I'm. I wouldn't say that it wasn't my big break. Like I, at this point in my career, it was. Um, I had the um, the morning show host slash program director Jr. was like a great mentor to me he would really help me out and um really gave me a lot of opportunities like even 
it was even like when I first started and I started doing the producing thing and I started to get decent at it. He told me I would never produce the morning show. And that was not out of disrespect. It was just one of those things where like the morning show is like a complicated show to do. And then I started to like end up producing the morning show when they needed someone to produce the morning show. So there was a lot of things that I was doing that I probably shouldn't have been doing in terms of where I was. <clears throat> so that just means that you kind of you kind of took on or tasks that you would have normally had to do in another position, but kind of learn from that now. Oh yeah, no, like, and it was a great experience, yeah, because um, basically the way it happened was I was doing a bunch of things that I surpassed like everything that I was supposed to do. So like, he thought that I was um, like not as good as I was showing, but my improvement was way significant. So like he had to put me into certain positions and I was always going at him. I was like, Hey, how can I do this? How can I do that? And I was held to a certain kind of standard after a point. And he's actually one of the reasons why I got my job at um, global news, believe it or not, because he was one of my references and my global news boss was like, Oh, your references were amazing. Like this is, this is crazy. Um, there's no way, like, I couldn't hire you after your two references said what they said about you. But back, like, uh, back to focusing on, like, TSN 1200. I learned a lot being part of that team. Um, so I did, um, producing at the station. So I was, like, uh, a producer for the four-hour shows. And I would hop on the four-hour shows and I would talk sports with these guys. And they would really emphasize bringing me on when they talk basketball because that's where I was most comfortable and I knew more than a lot of them when it came to basketball and uh, when it came to hockey I kind of let them do they thing because they dive into like all these specifics and I'm like yeah I'm just not all there when they would talk Habs they would bring me in because it's kind of a roast you know working at Ottawa being a Habs fan so there was that element and then I would work every Sens game as a producer and I would go into the locker rooms and uh, go into the visitor locker room. I did some Sens home locker room when the home guy had to do something else. But I th- would say that that was like a really defining point just to be around all those reporters and see how quick and fast paced it's asking, being in the scrums, just learning how um, to ask questions and stuff like that. And there's been times where I even had to learn how to lead a scrum, which that was eye-opening because no one else was there. I usually relied on the other reporters because I'm just a new kid on the block. But I see it in my thing now, even when I'm like doing news reports now and I'm at scrums now, I'm starting to ask questions. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not a shy person, but I just always observed. But now I'm starting to get out there because of my time at TSN 1200 and being in those scrums and learning how to ask questions and stuff like that. Like the experience is something that I cherish forever. And I'm not going to lie. I do miss being there because I miss the fact that I got to be in sports and it's kind of shaped me in the way I was thinking about this the other day that I want to work in radio and TV now because of my time at TSN 1200. I've always wanted to be on TV, but I would be happy doing both. Yeah, of course. So it's maybe something more similar to, I think, in the Toronto radio show, that's the direct equivalent of TSM 1200, where they have the radio show, but they also broadcast it on the TSN channels as well during the day. I think it's exactly. TSN 1050, am I, yeah, something like that. 
and you kind of just get bust both worlds where you get to be on TSN and speaking, but you're also doing the radio show. And at times as well, they also bring those radio hosts onto television because they're already familiar with the, the crew. So what you were mentioning about the scrums with the senators and with the TSN 1200, is there anything specifically where you kind of stood out and realized, wow, this is, this is where I need to be. And this is something I'm really trying to go and continue towards. Um, there's been a couple of moments. Um, I mean, like I'm a huge Montreal Canadiens fan, born and raised in Montreal. And, uh, when I was in the locker room with the Habs, that was kind of like Brendan Gallagher was there, Jonathan Drumline, wow. Paul Byron, Max Domi. I was like, wow. I was mad Carey Price wasn't there. He wasn't available for media because he's my favorite player. But it was like moments like those that I'm like, I'm not fangirling or fanboying over anything, but like this is where I need to be. And then there was like this year they were they did the um, what do you call it the youth sports championship. And it, had I been oh, the working final eight? there, yeah, the final eight, I would have been part of the broadcast probably because. I know basketball is so those are the little things that I wish I could have been a part of. Um, but like there's a lot of moments like Red Blacks with AJ Jackubek, like he's been a great mentor to me. Um and just learning like learning how things work in the industry, I think, was the biggest thing. Cause I would be doing like play by play games, I'd be doing four hour shows, I'd be doing even broadcast which is just me in the studio, which I like I like the least because I'm just there doing an NFL game that's coming from like uh, the States, but it would be a guy like Kevin Harlan who would be broadcasting the game and just hearing how he calls the game. It's just, it was just amazing, man. Like I, I can't like even explain. Oh, for sure. It must've been so eye opening as well as being like such a passionate person who's in love with sports yeah. and being able to be in that position for work. So when like both worlds collide, where you realize this is this is exactly what I want to do, and you're going the right direction. Yeah. And kind of building on that, you're touching on. Do you mind sharing maybe kind of the day to day of what it's like working in a producer position or in broadcasting, just so other people who want to do something similar as yourself, so they can kind of get an idea of what it is. Yeah. So like basically, when I was a radio producer, they um, basically had me uh so you're behind the scenes but the way it worked at uh, 1200 they would let you hop on air they would ask you questions like you're a part of the team even though you're not you're not the face obviously because you're like you're you're the producer right you, you're making sure the show goes well you're making sure the audio levels are good you're making sure the podcast gets posted you're answering the phones putting people to air um, talking to guests um, and different things like that. So there was that aspect and that's kind of what you do as a producer at that station, but you also get the chance to hop on air because they bring you in. If there's a topic and they need three, like I've played like all these trivia games and stuff like that on air, stuff that people would love to do. And it's something that I would encourage people to do. Broadcasting is... Uh, really fun especially if you if you love sports because um the thing and i'm going to compare like news to sports right now for me it's that both i realized that there's never not a new story like 
sometimes it feels like it's emotion when you're at a sporting event and it's just like, okay, this is happening, locker room, coach, blah, blah, blah. And then news is just like press conference, this and that. But there's always something new within what you're doing that it just, it's never a dull moment. And I think that was the biggest thing at TSN 1200 when I was doing all these positions, um, like setting up uh, the Sens game um, and tearing down the Sens games. Like So like I would get to the Sens arena like an hour, an hour and a half before, and I would set up the broadcast because they would do a two-hour pregame show, and I would produce that from location. And then intermissions, I would produce that. And then I would produce postgame after I came back from the locker rooms. So there was just so much that I was doing that I gained so much experience that they probably could have had maybe two people do some of the things that I did, but I made like sure that I did it. It was a lot of long hours and it was a lot of like grinding, but because of the way I am, I just did it without complaining. No, that's perfect. And it's a great transition that you're just mentioning how you're talking about um, global news and sports. And I kind of want to talk about how, how did the position at TSN 1200 help you transition to, a reporter slash video journalist role with global news. Basically, uh, they got to a point where I was just like, yo, I'm enjoying my time at um, TSN 1200. But the thing is that like, I can't, um, I haven't like, like I can't stay complacent, right? Because like they, if there was a room to move up, they would have given me a chance to move up, but there was no room for that. So I had to hide behind the the fact that I couldn't, move up because there was just no position to move up and like even people got laid off right so it was just it was a little tough but now that uh i was able to blossom and learn from tsn 1200 all the things that i've mentioned before just like just how things work in the industry that shaped me to move on to global news. And it was just like a matter of applying. And uh, just to let, I'll tell you how I got the job at global news actually. So basically I applied for a job in, I was applying for jobs everywhere in TV. I got a job in um, Fort St. John, Dawson Creek, BC, um, small town. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this. So I like, I, I got the offer and then I rejected it. And then after that, I got a job offer in Thunder Bay, a little bit more paying, a little closer, and I considered going, but my gut told me not to go, and I applied for a job with Global News as an associate producer, which I did not want this job. Yeah, so I told people who were really close to me that I, um, I want to get this job to get on air. And then I get an email from the boss. She, said, she told me, she's like, Hey, I got your application. Would you rather be a video journalist instead of producer? And like, I jumped. I was like, yes, like no hesitation or anything. And then I did the interview and then I became where I am now. And like, I always, like, I, like a lot of it was because of what I learned at TSN 1200, because I got enough on their experience to be able to talk in front of a TV or a camera or microphone because a lot of the th stuff I do now is uh, microphone-based. Sometimes I, you don't see me on TV. You just see the visuals, and I'm talking over it. But, um, yeah, so TSN 1200 gave me that opportunity because I was talking on radio 
and free speech, no script. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. I'm glad that you actually trusted your gut and ended up at Global News. I just kind of want to talk about what kind of things do you are like challenging with being on air for on Global News and what kind of things you're getting used to and how do you think it's going to help you prepare your career for sports broadcasting down the line? I think it's going to prepare me for sports broadcasting down the line because I've done some sports stories where um, they're like, they send me out because they know I'm the sports guy. Um, when I, when I started doing my on air uh, stuff, my boss looked at me and she's like, I think one thing you bring here is that we don't have sports. And I think you bring that knowledge. So I've done like some Montreal Alouette stories, some little like basketball stories and stuff like that. So I think that like I'm getting enough. Well, I would say I could use more, but I'm getting enough uh, of the balance. Yeah, exposure of doing sports that I think when it comes time to blossom and go into do with sports, I'd be like more ready than I would be if I was doing something else because I'm getting that on camera experience. I'm learning how to use camera equipment, which the industry is going in the video journalist route, which is where you shoot, write and edit your own stuff. I do that sometimes and sometimes I have a cameraman. So I try to balance it out. And lately, every time I have a cameraman, I try to do an on camera appearance because someone else is recording it for me. Whereas when you're working alone, it's kind of hard to do that yourself. But uh, it's also like helping my storytelling habits, which is what uh, is really needed in sports because telling sports stories is like huge. And you're always trying to find like stories that are not always about the sport the athlete plays, but maybe something that goes on in their life, something that's deeper than sports. Like when they say the more than hockey or bigger than basketball, something like that, right? So I think working in news is giving me that opportunity to do that, especially working in a big city like Montreal. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think we touched on this before we started recording. But with all the things that are going on with the, the virus and how news world is always ever-changing, it's making you just become so much more versatile. So then when you do enter the sports industry, whether it's with a large company like TSN, ESPN, Sportsnet, when they give you a new story to tell, you're going to be able to tell it in a bunch of different ways because you've had that experience to tell people about a pandemic, maybe about the Alouette's recent win, maybe something else, but just helping you further yourself and really getting you to the next spot. Exactly. And then I just want to kind of touch on, is there anything else that you'd like to share, whether it be something that you've worked on in the past or something that you're currently doing or something you think you would have wanted to know five years ago before you got into the industry? What would any of those things be? I would have liked to know um, how things worked a little more in the industry. Like I, I, I found out everything through like experience. I think it was, um, I think that's what I wish I knew more about. And I wish I was exposed to this a lot earlier because at one point, I was feeling like, yo, I'm old, man, and I'm only 27. I just turned 27, and I thought I was old, but I realized that, like, if I had done this any other way, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I think everything yeah, that course. happened, it happened for a reason. So, I mean, I wish I started things earlier, maybe went to school a little earlier for this and realized that I had a passion for this a little earlier, but I think other than that... Yeah, no, yeah. I think all of that's extremely good because... Like you said earlier, 
you never know if you did this earlier if you would have fallen for it the same way because I even for myself personally I I worked in accounting and I ever since I was five I'm like oh I'm going to be an accountant I'm going to be an accountant I'm going to be an accountant but I always loved sports as well and when I finally went to school for accounting I did good or well in those courses but when I went to go work in it I had a great job you know nice people that I was working with getting paid well but I absolutely hated it like I had no passion for it I couldn't see myself doing it for the next 40 45 years but if I would have went into marketing straight out of Stasia, I would have been like, oh, accounting's for me. But by doing something I didn't enjoy, I knew, you know what, what I really need to be doing or what I'd rather be doing right now is be working in sports and in marketing. And that's how it just kind of confirmed to me that that's what I want to do. And I think that's the same thing that happened with you or by mm-hmm. doing all these other things and other experiences, it really helped you go the route that you're at now. And just for the last thing to kind of wrap things up, something I've been asking people, whether it's on a coffee chat or this podcast, do you have any tips or tricks or advice for someone else, whether it's just a life advice or career advice, just a little nugget to share? I would say that, like, just don't give up on your dreams. I mean, sometimes it um, it might get tough it might be hard you might think that you're not good enough you might think you would fail but you just don't give up keep doing what you need to do to make sure you get to where you need to go and you will get there there's nothing no yeah yeah there's like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with trying and taking a leap and i think especially in this day and age where like jobs are hard to come across and you know and people are just scared to do a lot of things and whatnot i think like you just got to take the leap and live your life and really go after what you want if there's a job you want try to find a way to get it um talk to people about how to get it just reach out and network and uh that's one of the things that I've done. I've done, and I know, Chris, you have done it too. You go on LinkedIn and you find someone in your industry and you just say, hey, can I pick your brain? The worst is, the worst that, that happens is that they don't answer you. But if they don't answer you, you just keep doing what you're doing. It's like the like it's not the worst case scenario just because they don't answer you. Maybe the next person who answers you actually gives you something that you want. So oh, that's- I completely agree. And even just for myself. Yeah, well, I do something similar in the sense of that. And I find like you're touching on rejection. The more you do it and then the more you get rejected, you just appreciate that they're not wasting your time by saying, oh, here, let's do this this time. But then they cancel on you. And then it's just almost in a weird sense, it almost feels good because it feels like you're one step closer to meeting someone that is going to help you in your connection or your circle or someone that you really want to speak with. And it's just a constant battle of, always working towards that and i couldn't agree more with what you said yeah exactly and that's uh and that's pretty much what it is man yeah well thank you so much for joining me on the podcast i know you had a long day at work today no i appreciate that and uh thanks for joining us on the route podcast no worries man thanks for having me i've got to do this again sometime i just want to thank uh Quabs again for being on the the podcast and taking the time to share his uh, story and his experiences with us and i hope everyone who who listened enjoyed it. and hopefully one day when you know when Quabs does become a a anchor on sportsnet or you know a producer for tsn he can come back on and tell us how he did that
But for now, let's uh, let's just follow along with what he's up to. And uh, with that, that's basically the conclusion of the episode. And just stay tuned for future episodes. You know, we have a bunch of great guests kind of lined up that, that are going to be releasing shortly. And we're going to continue doing two episodes a week. And just we're just going to continue doing that throughout quarantine. And hope you guys are enjoying the, the content that's getting put out. But other than that, just uh, continue listening to the podcast. And hopefully you guys enjoy them. And, you know, share them with around. I'm sure a lot of people can take away from these experiences that people are kind enough to, to share with us. And, you know, just follow me at Nestimento Marketing on um, Instagram and Twitter. And then you can stay up to date with who I, what I'm doing and which guests I have coming on. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for today's episode. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.